Homesteads and Homeschools as part of the Liberty Hippie Podcast Network. If you like what we do, be sure to check out This Week in Liberpods, Peace Freaks, Cannabis Heals Me, and Free Markets Green Earth. We're living proof that libertarian doesn't mean washed up Republican. What's popping out there in your homestead land, your homeschool land? It's me, the Liberty of here with you for another week for episode number 83 with my guest, Mr. Clinton Wilcox. I had Clinton on today to talk about uh, a little, little thing he's got set up. He's offering some, as you call it, a class, some tutoring. Um, he'll do a class uh, on logic. Um, so we talked about logic, what it is, why it's important for your children to to have it, to be adept at um, being able to use logic um, and, and to think coherently some things that we don't always necessarily see coming out of the public school system. So uh, keeping it keeping it short on the intro today. So let's go plant those seeds of liberty with my guest, Mr. Clinton Wilcox. Can you see? Looking at me, I wish I were that big black bird sitting in yonder tree. Then I think I think I know what if I'd like to be free. I don't. I don't My guest today is uh, Mr. Clinton Wilcox, as I mentioned earlier, um, and all the the wonderful things that he has has done. Um, he's here today to. Uh, I don't know. Tell us, tell us some things. Talk to us and, and have a good time. So, Clinton, thank you for, for coming on. I appreciate it. Um, you're welcome. Uh, thank you for inviting me on. Yeah, no problem. I actually, you're, uh, Nicole Parks, I think I had her on a while back, and she pointed me in your direction. And I was like, oh, well, this works. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've interacted with Nicole a lot over Facebook, and I, uh, I, I met her. Uh, I think it was last year in January, we were both in Washington, D.C. for an event. So I got to meet her and another mutual friend of ours and hang out with them for a while. So, yeah, that's that cool. Good. Yeah. So it's always interesting meeting meeting people that you know solely online and then meeting them in person. is <laughs> always, always different. But so um, this is... Your your background a little bit. Did you did you go to public school? Did you how did you end up uh, in the the homeschool crowd? Yeah, well, I went to public school and uh, I was pretty miserable through most of it. So uh, because of that <laughs> that experience alone, I'm very much pro uh, homeschooling. But also, uh, a lot of the homeschoolers that I've met actually tend to be a lot um, a lot I, I think a lot more intelligent than most of the public school schooling people that I, that I've met. Um, and I think there's a, there's a good reason for that, uh, which, you know, we could go into if you want, but essentially, uh, yeah. So I, I was public schooled through my, basically my entire schooling career. And I'd never met a homeschooling person in my life until I started doing some work in the pro-life movement. And then I started meeting homeschooled people left and right. <laughs> so, uh, I've met, met a lot since then. And, uh, I ended up, uh, befriending someone in the movement and met her parents because uh, she was a bit younger not like young young um 
but she like in her twenties, whereas I was a bit older, like late twenties, early thirties. Uh, and so I, I met her, her parents and, um, got to know them and her, the, uh, the person I met, uh, her mom, uh, whose name is Sherry, uh, actually has, has kind of educated me a lot on homeschooling, how it works, the homeschool community. She's actually invited me to come in and judge speech and debate tournaments that they hold. So ever since getting to know them, I've really, uh, you know, really gotten to know a lot about homeschooling and that that's only kind of increased my desire to want to homeschool. If, if I ever have kids in the future, I'll, I'll homeschool them. And my sister is actually interested in having me homeschool her kids. So I, I'm very likely going to be homeschooling my nieces in the near future. Very cool. It, 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 homeschooling has that sort of taboo around it, that little bit of shroud of, of secrecy and what are those crazy people doing behind their closed doors all day, you know? Right, and, man, those homeschool kids, they, they never get any socialization. Yeah, right. Um, you know, and, and once you kind of get into a little bit and see what it is and learn a little bit what it is, it's it's really eye-opening. You know, it's really, I, I came from a teaching background and my mother was a teacher and you know, it was a little bit, I don't want to do this with my kids. And then, you know, slowly it was like, okay, we can do this. And I did it. And I was like, oh, this is, this is great. You know? Um, but so I, I, uh, your, your sister's kids, are they, um, homeschooled now? Um, only by necessity because of the coronavirus quarantine. So the, the schools haven't opened yet where she's, where she lives. And so she has actually enrolled them in an online schooling course, which is technically homeschool. She has to actually, uh, you know, notify her school that she's homeschooling for the time being. And so originally the plan was to send them back to public school when they reopen after the coronavirus, uh, pandemic kind of settles down. But, uh, you know, I, I basically told her about my uh, my passion for homeschooling and, and told her the advantages that come along with homeschooling. And I just asked, uh, because, you know, my, my schedule is very flexible. Uh, I don't just do work in the pro-life movement, but in bioethics uh, more generally, right? I give presentations. I've been published in a peer-reviewed journal and things like that. And so, I, I, so my, my schedule is very flexible where I could homeschool during the day and then do my writing or reading, whatever I need to do during the evening. So I, I asked her if she, you know, if she'd be okay with me homeschooling them. And, and it's not just my passion for homeschooling, but a lot of I've, I've really come to um, come to have a lot of reservations about public schools because number one, they're government funded, so the government's going to teach them what the government wants to teach them, and you know, and some of it is understandable. You know, you have kids from all walks of life going to government funded schools, so they don't want to necessarily promote one religion over another, so they won't get the religious training when they're in school, which is understandable. But some of the less understandable things are. Uh, are some of the things that that they're starting to be okay with teaching kids, especially when they're not ready for it, and just the just the other kids at public school that my nieces have interacted with have started to become a very bad influence on them. There are a lot of things which which go against uh, you know my, myself as a Christian that go against my my moral uh, my moral convictions. And so because of that, I think that it would be a lot better for, for my niece's intellectual development and spiritual development if they're homeschooled by someone who, number one, has their best interests at heart, and number two, uh, you know, not, just, not necessarily that I want to force any sort of beliefs on them, but I want to raise them up in these and, uh, and basically give them the tools that they need to interact with and investigate both sides. And that, you know, in the future, if, if they happen to 
decide on a different path. I want them to to do it in an intellectually rigorous way. I don't want them just to do it because they feel you know pressured from their kids at school or something like that. Yeah, I, I um, I think it's a a big a big thing there, you know, because like on the one hand, you don't want to shelter them from from the world, from everything that's out there, and expect that you know you're gonna pop a 16, 17 year old kid out into the world and it's that they're going to get along. But at the same time, like you need to be able to develop them to, to give them the, the backbone and the morals to, to build off of, you know, like, and, and when you're always surrounded and, and, you know, there's a lot of the stuff that goes on in the public school, um, it can, you know, it can be tough to build that foundation that they, they need. Um, and so it's, it's the only something that like we've kind of, thought about a little bit like afterward as a, as a afterthought um, to the religious side of things. Um, but it is. Uh, yeah. And you definitely don't want to wait until it's too late. You know? <laughs> no, when they go off to, no. I'll go off to college and some uh, atheist professor has basically, uh, you know, drilled religion out of your kids. You know, you don't want to wait until then. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, um, it's definitely, it's definitely an interesting, you know, you, I've talked to people. I know people like I, I am one of those where I kind of like, you know, you don't have that solid background, that, that solid foundation. When you get to college, when you get somewhere where you're pushed a little bit, not, not, you know, you're pushed harder than you pushed the other way. And all of your peer surroundings, all of that, you know, pressure is just like, yeah, okay. It makes sense. You know, like, and you don't actually think about like everything that you were tried to have instilled upon you when you were younger, but, um, it's definitely, definitely there. So I'm, I'm curious about the, the COVID thing then. Did you guys, um, so she pulled them, did she have them enrolled like in the, the online school program or was it did like school shut down and she said, okay, we're going to start homeschooling them now. Um, well, yeah, it, it was kind of out of necessity, uh, whereas she, she wouldn't have considered homeschooling if the schools hadn't shut down because of COVID-19. So, yeah. That's- so why, and I guess, why didn't she just leave them in with like the, uh, uh the online schooling or the distance learning or whatever program the school uh, was using? Well, I, I'm not actually sure how, how their school works. I think it's, it was only a temporary thing until the school actually opens back up. I'm not, I'm not sure what this online schooling is that she enrolled in because, you know, my, my sister doesn't really feel qualified to teach her kids herself. And so there is this online school that she, I guess, had, had heard about and enrolled them in. And so I thought, well, you know, if they're going to be doing this, this learning anyway, uh, might as well do it from someone that they know. You know, and so uh, and and that way we can continue it on a more long term basis, so that she doesn't feel, um, you know, that she needs to send them back to public school once they open back up after the 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 quarantine is over. So that was kind of my motivation for for wanting to homeschool them. Good deal. I think all, all it takes is a little taste. You know, you get a little little bit of that homeschool taste. It's like, oh yeah, we can do this. All yeah, right, and, all right. Uh, I've actually uh, through through the connections I've made by by meeting and and uh, becoming friends with Sherry and another homeschool parent named Sally, uh, just coming to learn the homeschool community. I've actually started a a class for homeschooling students where I teach them intro to logic. So I I actually now have a little bit of experience in teaching homeschool students also. So, yeah, let's, I guess we can get into that. So like, what, what is it when you say logic, what are we, what are we talking? We're talking about like, you know, uh, P and Q, are we talking about, you know, uh, what, what, what what is logic, I guess? 
Yeah, well, uh, I mean, logic can just kind of be be summed up as uh, the art and science of thinking well. And so, you know, the, the basic premise of logic is that everybody intuitively knows how to how to make an argument. Uh, you know, we we you know, uh, I smell smoke, and that must mean that there's a fire nearby. Well, that's deductive reasoning, even if you've never been formally trained in learning how to how to form a deductive argument. So everybody intuitively at least knows how to form arguments. But what the logic class actually does is it basically gives the students tools for how to think and reason well. So it uses what we already intuitively know about, about making deductions and shows them how to formally construct arguments by using premises and uh, in a conclusion and what goes into making a good argument. And then we also teach them about logical fallacies and how to avoid errors in reasoning. And so, um, so yeah, so I, I don't actually have a college degree, so my class is not accredited. So it's really more for the edification of the students. There are real world applications they can use. For example, learning logic will help them from being, uh, keep from being taken in by a, by a slippery uh, used car salesman or, are at, um, are at, you know a politician trying to lie to them things like these there are real world applications but the homeschooling students are also heavily involved in things like speech and debate and so learning logic will also help them be able to construct better arguments in their debates and be able to recognize when one of their their debate opponents has made a bad argument and be able to pinpoint what's wrong with that person's argument so for those who are involved in speech and debate it can actually improve their skills in these areas Gotcha. Okay. And how did, how did you get into that? How did you come to decide that, well, I, you know, I, I don't have kids, um, but I, I want to teach this class to homeschool kids. Like, how, where, how did you make that jump? Yeah. Well, okay. So there's kind of a two-prong explanation here. Uh, number one, uh, I was never really taught much about my faith or about logical reasoning or anything when I was a kid. So when I got out of high school, I actually went through a questioning phase about, you know, is Christianity really true or do I just believe it because I was just taught it as a child? So I, I did some investigation. I went down to the local Bible store. I went to their their section on apologetics and I, I picked up some books. Uh, the, the first three books that I read were Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis, uh, the, uh, the Case for Christ by Lee Strobel, and the Baker Encyclopedia of Christian Apologetics by Norm Geisler. And just reading those books, it caused me to really, to really learn that there, there are good, uh, reasonable uh, arguments for Christianity, and there are good reasons to believe that God exists. And so that really helped me strengthen my faith. And so now, uh, you know, I don't have any, any kids of my own, but I do have a passion for teaching. Uh, before I before I got caught up in, in bioethics, I was actually going to school for a, for a music uh, education degree. I wanted to teach music at, at a high school. And so now I still give private lessons uh, on piano and clarinet, but uh, but most, and I, and I do actually play music professionally too uh, at church and in classic rock bands, things like that. So that's a way to kind of help supplement my income. But a lot of what I do now is uh, it involves teaching. Um, so yeah, I've just kind of always had a passion for teaching. When I when I attended uh, my college, I actually did some tutoring through the through the library, and you know the, the the people I would help through these classes would come back to me and say, you know, I, I never would have passed my test if it wasn't for for your help, and you know that kind of stuff just really made me it really made me feel good about about myself and about teaching because it it really helps me because you know I can make a difference in people's lives and so I'm not just kind of going through life doing my own thing but I'm able to actually benefit others through teaching and so so 
you know, I, I've really come to enjoy logic, and I really think that it's a neglected um, intellectual exercise, but also a neglected uh, thing that teachers should be teaching, but are not teaching, especially in public schools. So by teaching uh, homeschooled kids, especially Christians, the uh, the fundamentals of logic will actually put them a step ahead of their you know friends and, and colleagues who who are non-religious when they when they start to you know to evangelize to them and and the uh, atheists and agnostics and people of other religions bring up some objections that they that they that they have to the christian faith well if they've gone through a logic class and they can actually you know uh, give them better responses than they would have if they if they'd never taken a logic class or never read any book on apologetics or anything like that gotcha it's it's interesting because i um when I think about my education and where I got logic, it was it was basically just like a math class. Like it was really the only place that I ever talked about logic. And that's, you know, like I said, you know, if P then Q, like that type of, you know, thinking. It was never expanded into anything larger than that. Um Yeah, there's definitely a lot of math in in logic, especially when you start going on to the higher forms of logic. It's just I think it's interesting that, you know, like that's when when you when it comes down to it at the end of the day, I'm probably not going to use that too much. But other things like you know forming arguments and and logical fallacies and, and that sort of stuff like would be probably a much better use of of my brain space. Uh, you know, so. yeah, and you know, uh, logic you can use in pretty much any any walk of life. You know, there, there are ways that you know in just about anything you do, you're going to need to be able to know how to reason well. You know, and and avoid avoid bad ways of thinking. So logic really helps in any walk of life, any uh, any job that you could ever possibly want to do. You know, so it's it's a very very valuable uh, resource. It really it really is, especially when you think like about homeschool kids, and you think you, you go to public school, you know, and like oh you you got your guidance counselor to help you make all these decisions and stuff, and they they don't know they're just you know doing whatever they need to do and make the numbers work and stuff, but um, you know, giving giving kids the tools to actually figure out like oh, this this decision might not be the best, or you know what what can we do here? But, I don't know. So you uh, I don't know. I guess you were always kind of into the, the that logic part of it. Did you? So are you working mostly with like um, like a Christian based co op type thing? Or are you? Is it just who's your your audience that you're with now? Yeah, it's actually pretty much just me on my own. Um, whenever I'm ready to start teaching another class. I, I send uh, I, I send my flyer to my, my homeschool friends and just say, hey, would you mind sending this out to people in your community, you know, people who are homeschooled who you know could benefit from this class? And they'll just send that to them. And uh, I have my phone number and email on there and they'll give me a call. Uh, I recently sent one to Nicole because I wanted to start branching out and doing this logic class over Zoom. So because uh, I, I feel it'd be a good way to help, you know, because obviously I can't be in, you know, 10 places at once. But with Zoom, I can teach you know, kids in 10 places or, or even more depending on their availability. So I've, I've started branching out a little bit. I, I do want to start teaching this uh, online if I get a, you know, big enough uh, interest in it from other homeschool communities. Yeah. I was, I was just about to ask you if you, um, you do it strictly on like in person or online or if you, so if you're, you're branching online, are you, is there a number that you uh, want to see before you say, okay, I'll do a class there or how does, 
Have you figured that out yet? Not necessarily. Uh, I'll I'll teach basically a class of any size. In fact, just uh, just this past year, I was actually just teaching a, a class of one, basically just tutoring one student because I, I recently got the teaching materials for intermediate logic, which of course is the next step higher to intro to logic. I had never taught it before, and he was interested in in learning more about logic. So it was kind of a, benef- a mutually beneficial thing between me and the student, where uh, you know I'd never taught this before, so by having him as my only student he'd be able to learn more like a higher form of logic and i'd be able to get some experience teaching it to another student before i attempt to teach it to a whole class so i i'm I'm okay just teaching one student if they're okay just being alone in the class but i'm also okay with a with a class of a bigger size i think so far the biggest i've ever had in one year was probably about 10 kids so haven't really taught a huge size class yet but you know, I, I'm I'm okay teaching a, a class of basically any size, as long as they're uh, as long as they're you know comfortable in in the, the class size that that we have. Yeah. All right. And what what age groups or what uh, how much how much uh, variation can you have in in age in, in a class before it starts to get you know too disjointed? Yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm not sure about that because I haven't really had that issue yet. I, I do encourage the parents of students to sit in the class if they like because that will uh, that will also help them not just learn logic but also kind of uh, see what their student is learning in the class, which can lead to discussions over dinner, that kind of thing. Uh, so, yeah, so I, I don't really close it off to any age group, especially if parents would like to sit in with their kids. Uh, it's The material is geared more toward high school age students, but I'm also okay with teaching younger if they're more advanced and can keep up with the material. Uh, usually because of the busy schedules that homeschool students tend to have, uh, I usually just teach this one day a week when really it, it's for, for best results, it should be taught three or five days a week. So it, it's really kind of an accelerated sort of course where you really have to attend every class session. You have to keep up with the material. Otherwise, you can get behind pretty quickly. So yeah, so th- those kinds of things need to be kept in mind too. I, I would teach three or five days a week if the students had time, but generally that doesn't really seem to be the case because there's a lot of extracurricular activities and things that students do that keep them pretty busy. So one day a week is usually the best I can get. And so I've, I've kind of tailored the class to teaching uh, one day a week. But then, of course, that becomes all the more important for you know them to attend every day to keep up with the work. And if uh, they're struggling on something to, uh, to send me a message or come see me, you know, outside of class sometime. I do, um, you know, in the syllabus I, I, I send out, I do post, you know, my office hours and that kind of thing. So if they're struggling with something, they could come see me or even schedule something, you know, that is not part of my office hours, but if I'm available, they could still see me. So I, I do try to make myself available outside the class session too, in case students are struggling with something and need some additional practice with it. Gotcha. So how... How long did it has it taken to kind of get get here to get to the the point where you're at now that you've been you've kind of developed this curriculum you've taught some classes and now you're trying to branch out online how how long has that whole process been um, well, I've been doing it now for about four or five years, and uh, I haven't. I didn't really create the curriculum. I do work on uh, on the curriculum of, uh, of of a guy named John Nance. He's the one who who uh, put the logic text together. But uh, I've definitely adjusted it because some of the things in the textbook are either inaccurate or sometimes there's like a typo made or something or just. Uh, something which I think could be explained better. So I'll adjust that if I feel it needs to be. But I've also supplemented the material with material from other logic texts. 
because there are things in Nance's textbook. Nance's textbook is great. It's excellent. Uh, it, it really puts everything in perspective, makes it easy to learn and understand and do the work. But uh, there are some, but it's, um, his book is incomplete. I would say that there are some things which I think should be explained in the text, which aren't. So I've, I've taken some time to kind of uh, bring in some material from outside the curriculum to kind of uh, adjust it a little bit. But for the most part, I follow his curriculum pretty strictly. Good deal. It's, it, uh, it's one of those things that I learned when I was teaching. Um, even if you just, if somebody gives you a curriculum and you try to teach it and it's complete and it's, you know, amazing. Like it's not yours until you've actually tweaked it. And, and kids, kids know that, you know, like they, they know that if, 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 you know, when you put the little things in it, when you pull something from another book that you found useful, like they get that, they see that buy and they know that buy and, and, and they're, they're better uh, suited. I don't know. They're, they're going to feel it um, more positively, but um curious what, uh, what would you say is, is the most important thing to kind of get out of uh, or, or have as a, as a tool? Um, if you're a kid coming into a, a logic class, like what, what do you hope that they, if they walk away with one thing, what would it be? Oh, I guess, um, I guess confidence would probably be the most important thing to know that if they can construct an argument, that'll give them the confidence they need to present it well. Um, there is a lot of things that we teach in the logic class which can help build confidence. One of those is the first four or five lessons we spend on just definitions alone because it's very important to define our terms. And so if we keep in mind that we need to be sure we have clear terms, if someone is using a term that's not clear, then you'll know that you need to ask them for clarification, that kind of thing. So all of the things that are taught in the logic class, um, I think would really go toward helping uh, the, the confidence level of the kids in the class when they have to actually interact with people on controversial topics like religion or, you know, same-sex marriage, abortion, you know, things like that. It, it'll, you know, it, I'm, you know it, it, we don't necessarily teach them to be like arrogant and like they can't possibly be wrong about anything, but it will definitely increase their confidence that they'll know that, uh, that they have a good argument, even, uh, you know, it may not be successful. They might need to adjust it or abandon the argument altogether in favor of another one, but uh, it will help them realize that, you know, if they, if they ever feel like they're in over their heads in a discussion. All they need to do is just re remember what they've been what they've been taught in the logic class, and that will really help uh, their help elevate their conversations quite a bit. Uh, and have you had any kids um, that you've taught in years past either come back or that you've you know gone back into the same kind of homeschool group and you see them again, or have you have you? Had that at all? Sometimes um, at the uh, speech and debate tournaments that I that I judge, I've actually seen previous students. That uh, so you know, obviously, I, I have to kind of uh, indicate that I know those students and I can't judge them. But uh, but I do occasionally see them at the speech and debate tournaments. Uh, and yeah, sometimes I'll get uh, siblings of students I've taught before, things like that. So yeah, uh, that occasionally happens. Good deal. Good deal. Well, I, I don't know. I'm curious about the, the speech and debate. I don't know. Cause I, that's never something I did. Is that, um, how did, how did you get into that? Or was that just all part of it? Like, all yeah. Well, my friend Sherry basically just said, look, we, um, you know, we do speech and debate. You're well-versed in logic. So 
would you like to come judge these uh, these tournaments? And I said, yeah, sure, I, I'd, I'd love to. Uh, I never had any experience debating. Uh, I, I have done speeches, of course, during school. I mean, you, you do speeches you know, fairly often oral presentations and I've, I've actually taken the public speaking class too. So I've done a number of speeches, but uh, never actually done a debate. So that was actually kind of eye opening for me. I have watched uh, professional public debates by, you know, guys like William Lane Craig, uh, Trent Horn, uh, David Wood, some, some of these other debaters uh, who are debating, you know, Christianity, things like that. But uh, when you judge, uh, Lincoln Douglas debate. It's a uh, sometimes it's 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 a similar format, but not nearly as long. Whereas the, these professional debates can run two or three hours long, the debates that I judge usually run about half an hour. <laughs> so you know, and, and they still have the format of uh, of opening argument, you know, opening constructive, opening. Uh, um, Oh, whatever the whatever the negative is called, but you know they have the two opening speeches, they have the rebuttals, they have the cross examination, and all of it is like uh, you know seven minutes, uh, three minutes, five minutes, you know, just really, really, really tight uh, schedule they have for those debates. So it's a little bit eye opening. They have to they have to get a lot of information out in a short period of time. So it's it's definitely a, a learned skill that um, that takes some time. Is there an organization that um, homeschool kids can can go look into to? find out about that sort of stuff do you know uh i'm not is there, sure. is there like a na- you know like a national like i, I don't know um so I, you know like i think i from where i am i'm thinking like ffa or like uh the uh you know 4-h that sort of thing like that's that those are what's running through my head so i wonder if there's something like that for you know speech and debate you know i think there is uh because i i do know that they that they have like regional and national uh championships for debates uh, so I, I'm pretty sure there is an, a national organization. I I don't know what it is, just because I'm I'm not uh, you know I, I'm I'm not actually a homeschool parent. So my interaction with uh, with the homeschool material is still kind of kind of new. Um, but yeah, you could definitely search that out. Maybe ask you know one of your homeschool parents in your community or something. They might be able to point you there. Yeah, I'll, I'll see if I can. I'll see if I can dig something up and throw it in the show notes. But uh, I don't know. I guess that's, that's any anything else you uh, you want to add? We missed or uh, you you uh, feel like you need to tell me? <laughs> um, no, I think I've pretty much said uh, everything I need to say. Unless you had some additional questions. I don't know. I'm trying to think. I, I don't. I don't know. But. Um, so where can we go to to find you if we are interested in you know calling upon your services over the Zoom? Yeah, well, uh, I mean, if you want to f- to find me and just kind of interact with me, you can find me on Facebook. Just look for my name, Clinton Wilcox. Uh, I also work for an organization called Life Training Institute, which is a pro-life educational organization. So you can email me there at clinton at prolifetraining.com. Or if you might be interested in uh, in taking a logic class from me, uh, you know, there are a couple ways you could reach me. You could reach me uh, through my email. I-, I use an alternate email for homeschooling, and that's c dot wilcox 85 at yahoo.com so you can go ahead and just email me there uh, you know put in the uh, in the the subject line something like homeschool or something like that and you know just let me know that you're interested let me know where you're from because obviously if you're uh, i live in sanger california so if you're not from nearby it would need to be online but if you or any of your community would be interested in taking a logic class i'd be happy to get some more information to you Alright, sounds good. Sounds good. I appreciate your time and uh, wish you wish you luck. Hope it goes well for you.
Yes, I'm back. I'm back. So that was Clint. Had some interesting things to say there. I hope you guys all go to the show notes for today, homesteadsandhomeschools.com slash 083, and uh, follow up. Follow up. Check out what Clinton's got to offer. And uh, I know I know it's tickling some of you out there, so uh, go, go check him out and look. See. Hit him up. Not much to say here, guys. It's I've been recording my my intros and outros in the in the morning on on Monday morning, and I tell you, my brain is just not functioning. I can't think of all the things I'm supposed to say and and tell you to do. But uh, just gonna have to bear with me there. So go go over to uh, iTunes, leave a review, uh, tell me what you had for lunch yesterday, or what you will have for lunch today, or whatever. Uh, Go to homesteadsandhomeschools.com slash Amazon and click through on the little affiliate link. Uh, you know, gives me, gives me something there. And, uh, if you want to support the show even more, go to patreon.com slash the Liberty of You can, uh, you can sign up to be a patron of the show and, you know, you have some different things there, different levels, but, uh, I tell you this, everybody will get some seeds. Um, and I'm thinking that that will be a reoccurring event. Uh, some seeds that I've saved from the back, saved from our crops, and uh, I'll share them around with you all. So, yeah, I guess that's that's all for now, guys. Uh, hope you're all having wonderful, wonderful times out there. And if not, just wait. It'll get wonderful. Right? Maybe? I don't know. Anyway, get out there, sow those seeds of liberty, we can all reap sheaves of freedom together. Don't write us this dream.